Hey, hello, peeps. Those of you who have been listening since we started in September 2023 with Good Omens will notice a marked difference in the quality of our recording for Buffy Season 1. This is because Season 1 was our practice podcast. Neither of us had done a podcast before. It took us pretty much the whole season to figure out what we were doing, and that included having the proper settings on the microphone, Tori. Mo tried their best to correct what they could during the editing process, but there was only so much that could be done. One more thing... We changed the name of the podcast after we recorded Buffy Season 1. After the introduction, you will hear us refer to the podcast as Shallow Dive instead of Wallowing in the Shallows. We hope it doesn't cause too much confusion. And now... Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a wallow in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 rewatch. Hello, people. This is Tori. And Rebecca, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. And now we're on to episode three in season one in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Witch. So just a really quick summary. Buffy decides she needs some normality in her life. And so she decides to try out for the cheerleading squad. She was a cheerleader back at Hemery when she was in L.A. All sorts of nasty things start happening to cheerleaders. We're introduced mm-hmm. to a couple of new characters, Amy and her mom, Catherine, and some random girls who are playing cheerleaders who don't all get names. So anyways, it's uh, what happens when uh, your parents get a little too invested in your life. Mm-hmm. Or want to relive their own. Or want to relive their own. Yes. Amy is trying out for the cheerleading squad as well. She doesn't do too well. Uh, But then, as I mentioned, bad things start happening to various cheerleaders. Buffy gets cursed by a witch, although they eventually break the curse and Buffy saves the day. Mm -hmm. So that was a really bad summary of this particular episode. But what do you think? Well, I have, uh, I did enjoy this episode Mm -hmm. and I I would just kind of like to go through it because there were definitely things that I noted and I do kind of have a question about Amy and her mother, but I feel like I should save it for after we go through things. Okay. And so let me save that toward the end. And I also do want to make sure to address Joyce, right? That's Buffy's mom's name, because I felt like I got to know her just a little bit better in this episode. Yes, I have some noits. 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 It's late in the evening. Noits on Joyce. (laughs) Noits Mm -hmm, on Joyce. mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just going to always call them noits now, but I have some notes about Joyce as well. But go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead and get started. 
Okay, I will. And this really was interesting because somewhere it said that it was the 1996 cheerleading tryouts. And I had just graduated from college. So I must, it it must kind of be me six, five, six years older than Buffy at the time. And I guess it's been about a week since the vampire stuff went down. So fast friends, these three, they are really tight and Buffy's working on climbing that social ladder by jumping into cheerleading. And the first major thing I want to ask you, Tori, is did you recognize the music that Amber Grove, the girl whose hands went on fire, was dancing to? And it reprised itself, this music, during the basketball game later. Yes. No. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. I did not wow. recognize it. Let's see if you've seen this movie that I've seen and absolutely loved and is a little hokey. The 1995 classic starring Christopher Lambert in Mortal Kombat. I have not seen Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I love that song. And I used to work out to it. And that is an excellent soundtrack. I recommend it to everybody for really psyching you up kind of music like uh, Rocky, similar to that. But immediately when I heard that, I said, oh my gosh, that's Mortal Kombat. (laughs) And it did come out in 1995. So it is is appropriately timed. So yeah. I have to admit in the 90s, I had a, a version to EDM. (laughs) <laughs> it's like my friends in grad school are like hey let's go to this club and I'm like is it EDM and they'd be like yes I'm like no well so I that's don't know probably one of the reasons it was too electronic for me I'm not sure Mortal Kombat would have been the kind of movie you wanted to see in the 90s either <laughs> probably not but more like I hate to admit it but rom-coms and those yeah. kinds of things well, if you ever want to see it, I still have the DVD to <laughs> the original <gasps> Mortal Kombat. Well, we might have to do it. I mean, I of course I've heard of it. Yes. Well, it's I can't say it's all that great, but I do kind of, you know, it it's it's not Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon by <laughs> any means, but I do like some of those martial arts type films. Okay, after that total diversion, but I was so excited that I found a connection to a movie and I had to share it with you. Very good. (laughs) And wow, holy cow is what I said when Amber's hands were on fire and clearly somebody wanted her to fail. And I immediately made myself the note, I wonder if it's Willow's friend. Ah, yeah, Um, I don't remember what I thought, of course, the first time I saw it because it was so long ago, but. This time when I was watching it, I was like, who raises their hands in the air and waves them around when they're on fire? (laughs) I mean, wouldn't your first inclination to be like to try to put them out, maybe like by sticking your hands in your armpits or something? You know, I have no idea. That was such a shocking development. I think Amber was, was, you know, obviously more shocked than we were, but that was quite a quite an effect yes 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 i did appreciate cordelia's comment right before where she's like who does she think she is a laker girl which is even funnier 
if you know that Charisma Carpenter was a professional cheerleader in 1991. Oh my gosh, that is a great tie-in. She was a cheerleader for the San Diego Chargers. So I laughed quite a bit at that particular comment. Again, Cordelia with the great line. That was a great line. And in fact, Willow has her own kind of zinger right after that, where she says, I heard she turned them down <laughs> <laughs> being the being the Laker girl. So yes, 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 yes. But excellent did, exchange. You know, when Amber's hands did catch on fire, I kind of wondered why virtually everybody except Buffy was just standing around gawking, right? I mean, wouldn't I would hope people's inclination would be to go help and would run towards that person, or at least a few people would. But Buffy was the only one that did. Once again, these teenagers do not know how to react to extremely bizarre circumstances. <laughs> You'd think they'd have enough strange circumstances laying on the hellmouth. <laughs> maybe they're just immune to Maybe it, they're right? a nerd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That it happens so often that they just stand around dumbstruck. Could be, could be. I don't know, but that always kind of struck me. Everybody's just standing around. Yes. My notes actually say WTH is wrong with everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I did like uh, Giles's reaction, though, when he heard about it. He's like, ooh, spontaneous human combustion. Mm -hmm. He's just like a little bit too excited. Oh, in fact, that's a perfect segue to the next quote that I have written down of Giles. But that's the thrill of living on the Hellmouth. There's a veritable cornucopia of, of fiends and devils and, and, and ghouls to engage. Pardon me for finding the glass half full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. I didn't write it down, but I do remember it. And I almost yes. wrote it down. Yes, this is also where I believe it's Willow who who calls the calls Buffy's band the Slayerettes. Yes. And yes. I love that. Yeah, but I have to admit I much prefer it once they start referring to themselves as the Scooby Gang. Okay. Do you remember that from watching it the first time? Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> it <Taylor>. might ring. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Well, I pretty quickly started thinking that either Amy or her mom or Amy and her mom were witches. Mm. It just seemed, it just seemed to, it just seemed like that's who it had to be. I mean, Amy seemed so obsessed with it, right? And then then in front of the, the trophy and calling her mom Catherine the Great, it just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I kind of knew that too. It had to be Amy involved. I do have to admit, you know, it never crossed my mind. This is jumping ahead a bit in the episode, but it never crossed my mind that her mother was possessing her. It was totally easy to believe that her mother was, you know, pushing, 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 pushing for her to practice and practice some more and and so forth because there's so many examples of parents doing that to their kids yes but uh but the possession piece that was 
like over the top mommy dearest stuff. And in fact, this leads me, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, ask my question that I was waiting to ask later. Yes, I felt like Amy's portrayal in the tryout, going back and thinking about it, didn't quite seem like how her mom would act. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, later, it seemed quite clear how she was the mom acting. And so I, I don't know, it, it seemed like the switched bodies had happened maybe, you know, a while ago, prior to the tryout. Yeah. But it seemed, it seemed like the mom, I, it seemed like the mom was doing a really good job acting like Amy early on there. And, yes. and maybe that was the whole thing is she was just trying to act as much as she could like her daughter. Whereas later it became pretty obvious that she was the mom yeah. and yeah. Yeah. And, and I did when I did suspect the switch when Amy was talking to her mom the very first time and the mom seemed so cowed and submissive and i was like oh my gosh they're totally switched bodies yeah i think that's when it becomes really clear right that there's been a switch going on but i did again after amber's hands caught on fire and everything i was like wow was was the body switch then because amy looked kind of shocked although it was still right. kind of underwhelming as was everybody else's except buffy's well maybe willow like she's on fire <laughs> kind of thing but um but yeah it becomes very clear when she gets home that there's a there's been a switch already yes yes and I think exactly even, you know there's some indications of that when amy is talking with buffy in the hallway and she's saying all that nasty stuff about her dad you know that's right. like bitter divorced woman comments which I suppose that's could, a good point. It could get, yeah. Of course, I was relating it to my own experience with my parents and their divorce, and they both said nasty stuff about each other. And I suppose kids could pick that up, mm -hmm. and you know, just parrot it out. But I mean, I think she's old enough that she would be a little bit more discerning, right? Because she never talks about her dad being mean to her. Yes, about her dad and her mom kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of the first clue that the switch has already taken place. Good point. Yeah. And of course she's that's the time she's also raving about her mom and and that was just a little overboard. I'm like, "Huh. Oh, Catherine okay. the Great." Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of this dad, where did he go? And how could he have left Amy with this woman? I mean, I thought maybe she had gotten rid of the dad, but then we find that the dad comes back into Amy's life at the end and they're reunited and all is well. But where has he been? Well, maybe as they were, you know, when they separated and maybe he wanted to take Amy with him and and Mama Catherine was like, I'm going to hex you if you try to take her. Well, that's right. She she is a witch with magical powers. He, yeah. She might have put him under a spell or something, too. Yeah, that's totally true. That's totally true. And I don't know, I think most people would be like, okay, <laughs> I don't want to get hexed. Right. 
Right. But I mean, it's his daughter. I mean, I would think he would, she would really have to bewitch him and somehow curse him. So his feelings changed toward her or he forgot about her or something. That could be, that could be. And maybe when she got imprisoned in the trophy, the spell broke. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's actually a good explanation. Because it would be weird. Yeah. Not unheard of, right? That dads Mm, and moms. No, but the fact that... Go ahead. Just the fact that once the mom was gone, he just fully came back in and was a present parent and all of this. You know, it wasn't like he was just a deadbeat dad. Yeah. Yeah. I like your explanation. I think that she probably did put the hex on him and made him forget about his daughter. Well, nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So this school earns the award for creepiest high school gym showers ever. Oh, God. Yeah. I wrote the same thing down. down. I was like, well, that's an ominous locker room scene. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Very, very creepy. Yeah. I mean, in what, episode one, we've got dead guy in the locker. <laughs> that's right. And now we've that's got right. uh, Cordelia. <laughs> She's scary in that scene. Yes. Yes. So Amy's got to really go through a slew of cheerleaders to get on this team. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was the third alternate. Yeah. No, she was the second alternate. Buffy was the first alternate. She was the first alternate, but Amy was the third alternate. She had to get rid of two other people. Well, she got rid of Cordelia and Buffy, right? So then she was able to. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. And there was another one, wasn't there? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Not only did you make the team, but you, Miss Summers, are the first alternate in Amy's number three. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is going to stand out when this this path of cheerleaders that have been (laughs) blinded or bewitched. Yeah, and it would be kind of Tough odd, stuff. right? When everything just stops when Amy gets on the team. Exactly. What uh you know, when they were up in or when Mama was up in the attic doing her little cauldron spell, uh, all those hanging mm-hmm. dolls reminded me of La Isla de las Muñecas. Have you heard of this? I haven't. Tell me more. So there's this island it's actually made it was made by the aztec so the aztec made these things called the floating islands or chinampas and that's where they um grew a lot of food for the large population that they had but um i don't know when this guy started doing it but some little old guy inhabited one of those islands and they're not big you know they're not acres and acres but he started like hanging up dolls from all these trees and sometimes it's just doll heads sometimes you know they'd be clothed sometimes uh yeah it was just some of them were barbie dolls but they were just i mean like all over the place it was one of the creepiest things i've ever seen that sounds utterly macabre yeah yeah but when i saw all those dolls hanging like when the first time i saw it i'm not sure i knew about this island but since then you know it's it's something i learned about when I was in grad school and I've seen it on TV and stuff. And I'm like, that is creepy AF. Yes. 
And yes, and it was creepy in this as well. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think watching too much or paranormal kind of related stuff and mm-hmm. with all the dolls just now, dolls just creep me out. That's fair. Yeah. And who knew all you needed to do was put a little uh put a little blanket over a doll's head and it would blind the person that was represented by that doll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is what happened to Cordelia. Yeah. And I, you know, when she told her driver's ed teacher she didn't want to drive, I don't know. I, I was kept yes. asking myself, why didn't she say, you know, my eyes are really blurry and that's why I don't want to drive instead of just like getting in the driver's seat anyways. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And the other thing I wondered is why the heck didn't the driver's ed teacher stomp on the brake, right? Because those driver's ed cars. They always have a brake. Yeah, there's a brake on the passenger side. I was like, dude, stop on the brake. Mm-hmm. Of course, summing summing it up, feelings about Cordelia when Giles says, why would someone want to harm Cordelia? <laughs> and Willow responds, maybe because they met her. Did I say that? Yeah, Willow had some good <laughs> lines. That was a great one. I was She laughing. did. Yeah. She did. And was this after have we already had the scene with Buffy and her mom? At least one of the scenes we had where the mom was opening what looked like a shipping container that would have uh held a coffin. <laughs> In the kitchen, she was know. opening this gigantic yeah. shipping container. Yeah. Well, I mean, I expected when she was really distracted. Coffee and drugs, but. So this mom is running a gallery? Yes. An art gallery. Is that right? Yeah. An art gallery. So she's getting art pieces. And yes. so clearly in this scene, Joyce was very distracted, right? Yes. She didn't know exactly what activity. She wasn't really listening to yeah. Buffy. Yeah. Um, but did this explain why she was getting that massive crate delivered at home and not to the gallery? I mean, who would want to haul that? Exactly. Exactly. It makes me wonder. Okay. So it makes me wonder not if she knows that Buffy is the vampire slayer, because I don't think she knows it, No, but if somehow something about Joyce is the reason Buffy is who she is. What do you mean? How does this once, how 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 does this vampire slayer, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's some connection through the mom that uh, is creating Buffy to be this person. Like it doesn't have anything gene? to do exactly exactly and is the mom's interest in antiquities and whatever at all connected i don't know i don't think that's ever explored i mean eventually they get into you know the deep slayer lore but i don't think they ever explore that joyce that like that line came down through joyce's family okay okay well it was a thought yeah and As we may have discussed in the last episode, Mm -hmm. I just think Buffy should tell her. Yeah. I just think Buffy should tell her. And 
Now, maybe sometime when she's not completely distracted, opening her antiquity boxes. Yeah. But I, I empathize with Joyce at this point, mm-hmm. even though she was distracted there for a moment. Yeah. So I was, I'm thinking these first few episodes, you know, I just want to grab Joyce by the shoulders and say, woman, mm-hmm. let it go. She already knows that it was a bad thing to burn down that gym. Yeah. It's, you know, she is trying not to do stuff like that here. Just let it go. Though the girls spontaneously bursting into for flames in the gym doesn't bode well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I was just going to say something that was going to be a spoiler. So I'm going to shut okay. my mouth here. You'll, you'll hold on to that. I will well, hold on to it. Well, I'll move on to this biology and chemistry being taught simultaneously class, which seems quite dangerous to me. I wrote that down, too. Track one and track two? Try two completely different subjects. For sure. I mean, I was just like, I think really, and I never really noticed that before. But I, And I mean, how many times have I watched? Well, I have to Another admit, I cheerleader watched- goes down. Yeah, I haven't watched season one as often as I've watched the other seasons, which sounds weird, I know, but season one's not my favorite. Um, but so so I'd never noticed that before. And I wrote, are they in a combo biology and chem class? And I was yeah, picturing... Yeah, that just really surprised me. But yeah, that was odd. And I'm like, what is, what was the purpose of it? Well, they they needed the eye of the frog, right? Yeah. In the potion. And then they needed to mix the potion and then they needed to pour it on Amy with some hair or something. (laughs) I can't remember all the details. I can't remember exactly the details, but clearly biology and chemistry were conveniently required. So they conveniently made a class that included both. (laughs) It was just so weird. Yes. Yes. I Moving on to a dish, uh, uh, the other place where chemistry is happening, I think it was right after that biology chemistry simultaneously scene that we saw the gate to Amy's house. Did you notice there was a gargoyle on the gate? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right smack dab into the middle of the gate when Amy opens it is like a gargoyle. Oh. And, you know, a gargoyle on your front gate. Never a good sign. Definitely, <laughs> definitely suspicious, witchy activity happening at this residence. Well, aren't gargoyles supposed to be a protection? I believe that is true. But seriously, I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to come over to my place and I'm going to have a gargoyle on my door? That's true. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying about their historical placement. But yeah. it doesn't change the fact that they're creepy. Well, that also kind of... One of the things I caught, there was a pentagram, I think, somewhere. But, you know, for evil, the pentagram is supposed to be turned upside down with the the top point pointing down instead of up. And I noticed oh. they didn't do that. And I was like, really? Interesting. Yeah. I definitely missed that symbology. Yeah, I can't remember. I want to say it was like on the side of the house, maybe. Or maybe I'm, I might have to relook that. Maybe I'm t- totally making that up which you know is a valid possibility 
Oh, I believe I, it could easily have been there. I, I could, I could imagine me missing that. Um, what's, oh, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about yet is <laughs> the cheerleading practice scene. Yes. Where Buffy looks stoned out of her mind, <laughs> but in a happy yes. way. And I thought, absolutely. I thought Sarah Michelle did a really good job of, of being loopy and a little, and very, not a little, very, very, uh, silly. Oh, she was very silly. I loved when she like whips that chick <laughs> and she goes with her super strength. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. I mean, Buffy's got a, she, she doesn't always know her own strength, especially when she's loopy Buffy. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Sadly, Buffy's cheerleading career is extremely short-lived. <laughs> and I love it when they, when they say, Amy, you're on the squad now. And Buffy's like, you don't want her. She's a, uh... and they, was it Xander covers her mouth <laughs> with his hand? Right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but oh. that was really funny. Agreed. I like that scene. Was it that same song? It, the, the it is. The the during the basketball game? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. During the well, during the practice then too, then, right? They played it like three uh, times. I didn't probably, I only remember the two times, but that was the song that they were doing when they did the routine at the basketball game, when there was sort of the Amy and mom switching back and forth kind of situation. So I'm sure it was in the practice too. I'm yeah. sure you're right. Yeah. And then we transition to Giles pretty much saving the day in terms of knowing what to do to help fix Buffy. Yeah, yeah. Got to get to the witch. Got to break the curse. Watcher's got to be good for something besides watching. <laughs> there you go. Nice kitty, Giles <laughs> says. <laughs> so that cat, was oh, it yes. in the trunk when Giles opened it? And it, it sure seems the trunk. To be. Why the hell was the cat in the trunk? Maybe it's the dad. <laughs> oh oh man that would be amazing the maybe giles the dad. the dad oh my god i love that so much because i'm like oh is it supposed to be her familiar and you're like maybe it's her dad oh damn i wish i would have thought of that that's brilliant i like it i like it <laughs> it all it all hangs together now it does. It all makes sense. Wow. We've cracked <laughs> we've cracked the case. <laughs> we've cracked the case. That is so funny. It's funny that you put it that way because last week, you know, when I was rewatching episodes, I was like, would this be considered a paranormal cozy mystery if this was a book? Ah. And then you're like, we cracked the case. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it really does. It really does feel like a cozy mystery now that you say it. Yeah. And I also was wondering why they don't refer to the book of spells by as a grimoire mm. or even a book of shadows, you know, use some proper terminology. I mean, whenever in casual conversation, you can use the word grimoire. You got to go for it. Yeah. It's yeah. a great word. And, and it's the right vocabulary. Word. Yeah, I I mean I'd meant to say this earlier, but these kids have good 
vocabulary. I mean, I'm pretty sure I never used the word hyperbole or platitudes when I was in high school. I, mean, I, don't even, I don't even use them now very often. It's not, I mean, platitudes could come up quite a bit, but hyperbole. No, I was like, man, this kid's got some good vocab going on. I actually do use the word hyperbole from time to time because I believe I am prone to hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> hyperbole is one of those words that I know what it means, but if somebody wanted me to define it for them, I couldn't define it. Do you have those it's words? It's tricky. Like, oh, you know for sure. How to apply them and so forth, but you can't really define them. 100%. I believe that my understanding of of language is much more an impression than a set of rules and definitions. It's yeah. like, I just feel like that word is right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think at any of the schools that you have attended that they had fire axes totally available to anyone to break the glass and grab? Hmm. Well, I'm trying to think of the school that we're at right now. Mm hmm. And that would be a no. Agreed. I, I don't think it's a very common occurrence. Like, I'm thinking back to the building that we had. OSU did they I mean it was an old building so I'm thinking they might have that's fair an old but, enough building yeah I don't remember high school is way too long ago girl you can't have an axe in a high school that is just behind some some breakaway glass well for today for sure I don't think so but in the but past, in the 90s well 90s and before I don't I mean whoever heard of school shootings and stuff like that before the modern era I mean there there wasn't you never heard about stuff like that and so who That's would even think about fair. oh a student's gonna break that open and go try to axe everybody I don't think anybody would have even dreamt of it well fire alarm sure got pulled well that's different I mean that's <laughs> not gonna necessarily you know, injure anybody, but yeah. Well, it sure stood out to me when, how handy that ax was. Yeah. And I just thought, well, that's something you wouldn't see today. No, I agree. And I simply, like I said, high school was a long time ago. Yeah. I guess I don't know for sure in my high school either, but it sure struck me seeing it in this episode. <laughs> that, but it, that, it didn't even phase me. It did come in handy, though. Sure. Okay, question for you. Yeah. When they knew that they were switching back and forth between Amy and the mom's body, Amy mm -hmm. and Catherine, mm -hmm. how did they not restrain the body so that when the switch took hold, they would have the witch under control? Yeah, I wondered that too, especially, you know, when the, they start having the flashes, right? Exactly. They knew this was coming. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a real oversight that could have been, you know, quite deadly. Absolutely. I mean, if there, if it hadn't been for that gigantic mirror that was used to reflect the curse back on to Catherine. Right. Uh, could have been catastrophic. 
Yeah, and it was pretty damn handy that the science lab had that mirror in there. You know, that mirror reminded me of when you go to a cooking demonstration Yeah, and they have that mirror. So I wonder if the same was true oh. in the science class so that you could see what the teacher was doing in the front of the room. Was that, now I want to go back and look at that episode more closely. Was it on the table at the front of the room? Hmm. I don't recall. I don't either. I have to go back and check that episode, but I didn't think about that. I was just like, handy to have a mirror. Very handy. Very, very handy. I uh, thought that since we're on that scene in the lab, that Amy's reaction to watching her mom vaporize was pretty (laughs) underwhelming. (laughs) I'm like, really? I mean, even if you had some issues with your mom, I would still think you would have some kind of awestruck, fearful look on your face if you're watching a person disappear, especially the one that gave you birth. Yet another case of an underwhelming reaction of yeah. the teenagers in this in this television show. Yeah. This is something we should monitor. We yeah. because clearly more strange kooky things are going to happen we need to continue to monitor reaction reaction watch yeah that's what should happen sunnydale student reaction watch yeah right because when they were all in the bronze for the harvest there was hardly any screeching none next to none underwhelming Mm -hmm. yeah let's let's do that let's make a note underwhelming watch perfect i'm looking at my notes here and i have amy's mama has a jack nicholson moment oh yeah i remember what it is it's when she's using the axe the axe through the door the the aforementioned yes when when she vanished i was like oh i wonder where catherine sent herself yeah the next and the next moment yeah i wonder where see her see her eyes in the in the cheerleading trophy yeah yeah so i i think that is about all i i I had to say about the episode before awarding the golden stake award did you have anything else you wanted to say i mean the only other thing i have to say and, and it was really one of my favorite moments of the episode is when the statue breaks the fourth wall did it look right at the camera yep i miss i i didn't put that together but that's very cool i like i like fourth wall breaking yeah yeah it doesn't happen much in the series <laughs> that might be off the top of my head the only instance i can think of i'm like oh that damn statue just broke the fourth wall nice good note good note yeah, yeah. i don't think i have anything else okay well then i think it's time for the golden stake award oh yeah who am I going to pick? Do you know who you're picking? I do. And I don't know how often this will happen. It might happen quite a bit. I think I've got to give it to Amy. Oh, interesting. Yes. And again, we don't have strict criteria. <laughs> for, this is correct. For what the Golden Stake Award entails. But I just feel like that girl deserves it. Having <laughs> had her body robbed from her and is shut up in the house all day in her mom's body, 
and and her dad turned into a cat and her dad <laughs> turned into a cat and then have having this body switching going on which much of, must have been terrifying at the end switching back and forth and uh keeping incredible poise <laughs> when her when her mo- her mother vanished into oblivion <laughs> yeah that makes so sense. that is that is who i'm awarding rebecca's golden stake award too oh, in episode three i gotta pick somebody but not just anybody oi 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 i yay i i guess i don't know who how about giles well he's got some good quips and i like his how excited he gets about it all um, and his his knowledge really saves the day yeah, I was thinking Giles, but then I was also wondering, you know, if it should go to Buffy. Not because mm-hmm. she, she, you know, saves the day as she's wont to do, but she really did kind of, you know, take an interest in Amy and was trying to convince her, you know, she didn't have to do everything her mother was telling her and that it would be okay it's not the end of the world that they didn't make the cheerleading squad and things like that i think i'm gonna go with buffy okay and you know she she nearly died she did she She, really put her life on the line yes and she i love the scene where she's totally loopy that's right you did say that that was you know one of your favorite scenes so yes yes so that's i'll give it to buffy I think you've come to a. I think you've come to the correct choice for Tori's Golden Stake Award. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we didn't uh, talk much about Xander or Giles. We didn't. I don't think we talked about Xander really at all, and hardly anything about Cordelia. But maybe in the next episode, yes, very Xander centric. We. I will can't wait. Spend some more time talking about him. That sounds excellent. I mean, I just don't think you we did at least one or two cordelia quotes this time but xander yes xander was definitely a little more more subdued this episode so i looked forward i looked forward to digging deeper into the psyche of xander yes yes as he comes out of the episode where buffy calls him one of the girls (laughs) we get into episode four right excellent well i'll look forward to it cool well, then all we have to do is thanks the peeps for listening. Thanks, peeps. And we'll catch you in the next one. Following in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us. Edited by Mom. The soundtrack for the Walling in the Shallows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 Rewatch, is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier, available on gmendo.com. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe.